Hello friends, welcome to our podcast, Allegedly Okay. I'm Amy. And I'm Rose. Sorry it's been over six months since our last episode, but we've been busy. Anyway, to get back into this, we thought we should just chat about what we've been doing. What have we been up to? We should probably backtrack to when we stopped doing this six months ago, July. Did you already take the the big exam that you were preparing for? Yeah, I think... We initially stopped because I was so busy studying for this really big exam to apply to my doctorate program. And then after that, we just got lazy because I was so tired. Yeah. And I think at that point in the summer, too, I was asking you if I should quit my job like every day. I know. Oh, my gosh. Every day she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then she literally typed up her resignation and everyone's like, "Okay, send it. And she's like, oh, wait. Never mind, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, Rose, if you keep this job, you're not allowed to complain to any of us anymore. So I didn't end up quitting because the reasons that I wanted to quit weren't a problem anymore. So I'm still in this job. But do you think the problems will come back? My contract expires before then, and I don't plan on renewing. Yeah, sure. We'll see about that. I don't trust you when you say you give do something. I'm pretty sure this time, because this job, they haven't given me a raise since I've been working there, and it's been almost a year. And my other job, I started officially in September, and I've already gotten two raises. But the other place that you don't like, they're going to be like, oh my god, we're going to miss you so much, we need you, and then you're going to feel bad, and you're going to extend it. No, I stand by my word. (laughs) So what else have you been up to? Didn't you finish something really big aside from the ginormous exam that you had to study for? Oh, right. Yeah, I finished my master's. Mm-hmm. So now I have a BS and an MS. I submitted my thesis a month ago or whenever that was. I, it was very anticlimactic. I just wanted to submit it and get it over with. And yeah, that's exciting. And to celebrate, we did things. We did lots of things. Oh, yeah. We went to Disneyland two times. Mm-hmm. And, well, we went to Disneyland once and then California Adventures the next time. And it was Rose's first time ever, even though she's in Southern California. Yeah. I thought it was too expensive. And I was like, eh, is it really worth it? I thought it was. Yeah, it was fun. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked the food. Yeah, right before we left, I would spend hours on YouTube at like different youtube channels and see what the best food was and then made a list and made sure to get everything that was on my list for those who've never been to disneyland or like haven't been that often we definitely recommend downloading the app and just ordering your food ahead of time so then you don't waste any time and like make your money worth it the tiktoks that you sent me i think they convinced me on the food really i appreciated the just ordering it and then getting it right after we were done with the ride yeah oh but the tacos at california adventure the al pastor tacos oh my why were they so spicy they were so spicy i feel like if you can't handle spice not like not we could handle spice but we were barely able to finish it was it just that batch you think because i I feel like would disney serve something that spicy but my tongue was hurt like i started like tearing up a little bit my nose was yeah, it was mm. not good. Well, it was good, but mm. it was just painful. Mm-hmm. And then we washed it down with a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Why were my drinks? I know more yours alcoholic? was so much more like the. What did we get? We got like the espresso martini, uh-huh. and mine tasted just like blended coffee, and yours just tastes like vodka with a hint of coffee. Yeah. What else did we get? 
got the Chile mango margarita. Oh, gosh, oh, that was oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you should get if you go to Disney. Tasty. Yeah, and if you're older and you can legally drink, like, go to California Adventures and try all that. Well, maybe not try all the alcohol, but there's definitely some tasty stuff. Especially if you're not, you can't drink, like, the hard liquor, you know? Mm -hmm. We're trying to go to Universal. Just us two. Yeah. Because I've only been to the one in Japan. I've never gone to the one here. Yeah, only in Japan. (laughs) It was a big deal for me. So yeah, we're trying to go make it a girls' date because we were supposed to go to Arizona for like a little trip, and then we were like, oh, there was just miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> because me and Rose do this thing where we, we would confuse each other and not clarify on the plans until the last minute, and I'll be like, oh, I thought we were doing this. And then you'd be like, oh, we are? Yeah. And that's basically how our friendship has been for the past decade. It's cool. <laughs> what else did we do? I went to New York. Got, oh, yeah. got COVID. I'm done with COVID, basically, except for my cough. I think I have bronchitis. Should have gotten the booster. I know. I kept delaying it in the week that I was supposed to get it, like January 7th or something. I tested positive for COVID. And I gave my boyfriend COVID, so he's <laughs> mad at me. He's like, you're so irresponsible. <laughs> and then he gave it to his mom accidentally, so I felt bad about that. I didn't feel bad about giving him COVID because he's a brat, but... Just kidding. JK. Everybody's fine, though. Yeah, everyone's fine. We're all healthy now-ish. I'm not 100%, but I'm getting there. Taking a lot of mucinex every day. I've been testing negative. Yeah. It's the booster. I know. It's the antibodies. Did you get Moderna or Pfizer? I got Moderna. I got Pfizer. I was thinking about whether I should... But did you get the Pfizer booster? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, we've both been in the process of applying to grad school again. Well, I'm applying to a doctorate program, mm-hmm. and Rose is applying to master's, to get her master's. Yay! I had the experience of applying to master's and now applying for a doctorate, and they're so... I mean, they're similar in terms of writing a personal statement and getting your transcripts in order and all of that stuff, fun stuff, getting letters of rec. That process is the same, but the main difference between getting my master's and getting my doctorate is the interview process. When you apply to a professional school to get like a doctorate degree or MD, I don't know, MD, DMD, whatever, you tend to have to compete for spots. And for most of the programs that I have been applying to, they have a very limited amount of spots and they interview a lot of people. And I just interviewed at the school where they only have 69 spots. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, you are literally mid-20s. You never told me that. I know. I I, I, Why? I know you're going to laugh. I don't know. They were like, on the website, they only admit 69 students. But I think some people today during the interview... They know it's 69, but I think they didn't want to say the number, so they just said, oh yeah, all 70 of us. (laughs) Which is funny. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, so there's 70 spots, and they interviewed probably like 300, 400 applicants out of the 3,000 or 4,000 people that apply. And I just felt so much pressure because the school that I was interviewing at was my first choice. And I don't know. I just, like, that was the most nervous I've ever felt for an interview because usually I do fine and I just kind of don't make, try not to make such a big deal out of it so I can do the best that I can. But today, like, right when they put us into the breakout room, my heart was, like, palpitating. 
And then the day before, you didn't sleep very much either. Yeah, I told Rose I had a total sleep of 12 minutes because when I'm anxious about something or something big that's coming up, I keep like rolling back and forth in bed and thinking of the worst scenario, which is something you shouldn't do Mm -hmm. because I just doubted my abilities. Like, like it's so intimidating when you go in, you see like 50 of these faces and you're like, wow, like, yeah, it's nice to talk to them, but they're also your competitors, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just felt really like nervous and I felt this immense pressure to stand out. Do you think it would have felt different if it was in person? I think I would have felt a lot worse. (laughs) So I'm glad it was virtual. So, I mean, yeah, I did the best that I can and I got really good feedback. So what were some of your standout moments or questions that you felt really confident answering? For most interviews in the past, I've kind of, this sounds bad, but sometimes I just wing it or like I just really briefly go over what the school is about or like go on the website and look up small facts just to be prepared but I know some people actually a lot of people my partner did this where they would make this huge document where it's like hundreds and hundreds of questions and they would type out the answers and like try to memorize not memorize but maybe like be familiar with it and I knew that if I did that I would get overwhelmed because there's so many questions Mm -hmm. that they can ask and at the end of the day you just have to know yourself best and like the most research I feel like you should do is just know the school that you're applying to. And also, I like to watch <laughs> YouTube videos. Of, like Sometimes schools have their vloggers, so you can kind of see a more personal perspective of the school. I think the main difference for interviews that I've been going on is like closed file or open file. What's that? Usually for open file interviews, they'll be like, oh, why did you do bad in this class? Like, they just, like, pinpoint every weakness that you have and be like, oh, what happened here? What happened here? What happened here? And for closed file, you don't have to talk about that usually because they know nothing about you. They just want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And I think in today's interview, one of my favorite questions was um, social justice related because they were asking about my background and what I did in undergrad. And I said that I was really passionate about social justice. And the student that was interviewing me, because the interview consisted of a faculty member and a higher up student, or like an older student, and they were like, we could tell that you're so passionate about this, like, tell us more, like, how do you plan to integrate this into our program? And I got really good feedback about how I seemed really passionate and how much I cared for this specific topic, and that this is something that I could bring to the program and also, you know... I think that really made me stand out because I was so like, yes, like this is what I want to do. Let me in. (laughs) (laughs) It's very enthusiastic. Yeah, so one down. How many more to go? TBD. TBD. Well, for now, I have one more, but Mm -hmm. I only only did a couple. I know some people like interview a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I know. You have to pay for all the applications too. I know. Each application was like a hundred something. And then once you get into a school, you have to pay a hefty deposit that's often non-refundable. Why do they do that? (laughs) Yeah, because it's so competitive to get a spot. So then if you have, like, if you set, like, $4,000 down, your heart would be like, maybe I should stay, you know? That's how they get you. My friend was telling me how she had to spend $2,500 for something. And I was like, well, it makes you feel better. I just wasted $3,000 I'll never see again. (laughs) That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> she no. She said, "Oh, it, it actually does make me feel better." I was like, "Okay, you're welcome." 
I know that for masters, you don't have to interview, or at least for the programs that you applied to. But um, I know that in the past year, you've interviewed for like different jobs, too. So do you have like any special tips? Like you said, you really just want to know yourself and know what you're trying to get into. Because if you have the same values or you have the same passions or goals that maybe the company or organization shares, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to, I guess, sell yourself, not sell your soul, but (laughs) present yourself so that you can join whatever, hopefully, great work that they're doing. And they'll see that if you're really authentic and genuine and just speaking from you. Yeah, I mean, when I interview for jobs, I feel like there's all this pressure when having to compete with other people for certain spots because I don't feel as qualified. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have like imposter syndrome where I don't feel like I deserve this position. And then I like really downplay it in my mind right before the interview. And that's something you shouldn't do. I I know because I feel that way too, but a lot of the times it's really just all in your head. You're underselling yourself when you tell yourself that you're underqualified or that you don't have the experience. But in reality, they picked you to even just interview in the first place because they see what you've been able to do and they want to see you hopefully grow in whatever you're doing. Because at the end of the day, they want somebody that can not just help the organization, but if it's a good fit and it's a good workplace environment, then they'll want to help you grow as well. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of when I applied for this internship on campus. It was a cross-cultural community center internship. And I, when I asked, like, oh, how did I get this job? Because I knew a lot of my colleagues or under, other undergrads who wanted the same position I felt like they were a better activist than I am because I was really down like, oh, how did I even get this position? Because they do so much more than I do. Like they're very more outspoken. And when I talked to my advisors about it, my like supervisors on the job, they said, oh, because we felt like you could grow a lot or you could learn a lot from this. Like out of all of our candidates for this position, we feel like you could develop the most and really self-improve. So I thought that was really unique. I, I didn't think that interviewers would like put that into consideration they definitely don't want to invest in somebody that is just gonna stay stagnant either or not Mm -hmm. want to or can't learn anything or doesn't want to learn anything from whatever opportunity it is and I think even now sometimes when I think about how I'm not qualified for my job I just have to remind myself that they hired me because they believe in me and Sometimes that's enough to motivate me to keep working, but other times I just a lot of positive self-talk. Yeah, like right before my school interview started, all the faculty and alumni were like, "Don't worry, like you are all here. Like you got the opportunity opportunity to interview because you deserve it. Like you passed the first round to be more than qualified." to come interview with us so just be yourself and relax and we're just trying to get to know you and I know definitely for some people or maybe a lot of people you might be discouraged from applying to certain things because maybe your grades aren't high enough or maybe your scores aren't high enough and then maybe in the interview like 
that will make you feel more insecure about it. But what I learned from my interviews is I might not have the best grades or the best scores, but I know I have a very good personality, I guess, and I have very strong passion for what I do. And that clearly shows and maybe they would overlook my less than perfect stats and be like, oh yeah, she, despite that, I think she would be a good fit for this program. But that's definitely something that we had to grow into and feel more comfortable with, even if we're not totally comfortable right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll still feel insecure from my upcoming interviews, but I think this one that I just did has helped me, you know, feel better about it. And it's not surprising, but a little positive feedback from whatever superior position, person, that really helps a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah, I think that's a nice segue, yeah. So I was so nervous for my interview today, and I was like, ah, like right when it ended, I wasn't sure how well I did, even though the people were like, oh my gosh, it was like so nice talking to you. That might be just a courtesy thing, Mm -hmm. but it was very nice of the faculty member to like take time out of their day to tell me that I did a good job after the interview even though he didn't have to so that was a nice boost of confidence yeah and he was like oh I hope to see you in the fall I'm like uh you control (laughs) if you see me in the fall well he only partially controls right isn't it yeah but he has to like but he has to like give the comments and give the recommendation to whoever decides you know yeah I hope I get in I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> Rose just submitted. And I don't think there's an interview. Is there? No. Well, if there is. Uh, you don't know about <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I feel okay about it. I was able to ask my supervisors at both jobs for letters of recommendation. And they were all really happy to. And they kept telling me that they're super excited for me. And, you know... That's cool. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I was most stressed about when applying was asking for letters of rec, especially going to a really big college where mm-hmm. each lecture had like, I think our Gen Chem class had like 200, mm-hmm. 200 or 300 students. And I'm like, no way are they going to know who I am, especially, you know, I never reached out or talked mm-hmm. to them. And it's so hard because they get so many emails and you can't really blame them for not responding to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... For my fellow undergrads who, you know, need that kind of help, I don't even know what to tell you, but I think I was successful in asking for one or two letters in my undergrad for some of my big science classes. What I did was just, I emailed them, okay, email early. Don't wait Mm -hmm. until, like, right before it's due to say, oh, can you help me? No, like, what I, if I could do undergrad again, what I would do is right when the class ends or whenever like just go to them right no matter the year like even if you're a first year and you don't know what you want to do just be like hey can you write me this letter now and then save it into your interfolio (laughs) so then you just have it on deck when you're ready to submit because that would save you so much stress smart yeah i still pay for my interfolio like (laughs) subscription because i'm afraid i'm like what if i need them and i can't go through the stress of asking again and also set up zoom meetings so they actually talk to you know your face when they're writing instead of like inserting your name into a template because i know a lot of professors do that mm-hmm. i don't know what other advice oh personal statement 
Oh boy, personal statements. I think I've written like four personal statements, like submitted four personal statements in the past two, really? three years. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe three. I don't I'm being dramatic. Because I applied to the master's and then I applied to the doctoral programs twice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like I wrote three separate personal statements. I've been recycling the same one, or at least for scholarships in undergrad. Yeah. They, I need to get into scholarship. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be in so much debt. Only for a little bit. I don't think so. <laughs> only for a little bit, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's only like a million dollars. Yeah, especially if I have to combine it with my partner. Mm. Like I need to start recycling my personal statements for scholarships. Mm-hmm. Any tips for personal statements? I think for personal statements, how I started writing each one is that they just like came to me in the middle of the night, like when I'm not doing anything and just relaxing. Because if I just sit in front of the computer and think too hard, like nothing good comes out. Yeah, you can't really force yourself. Because my last personal statement, hopefully last for a while because I can't I literally can't talk about myself and my trauma (laughs) again and that one I remember I was like watching New Girl or something at 2am and I was like oh my god that's such a good idea and then I wrote it down (laughs) on my laptop and I went to bed if you I know that um some people make the mistake of when they finish their first or second draft of their personal statement they'll send it like 10-15 people everyone has different opinions if you have too many cooks in the kitchen it's not going to sound like you anymore, and you're co- going to constantly have to change it. So pick two, maybe three people that you trust most, and then let them handle it, and then fix whatever you think, whatever mistakes that you agree with. I remember reading your personal statement the first time, and I was like, oh, that's a good intro, but then I started getting confused. <laughs> I was like, huh? What is she trying to say? And, I <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you felt that way for me, too, because, oh my gosh so funny but the end the end goal <laughs> was achieved because it turned out amazing i got lucky because at work there's a writer that we work with and she extended the offer to anybody that works or is involved with my organization any help with things of that nature so yeah wish i had like a faculty or admin like hey you should fix this but it's fine it all turned out for the best i got people interested you know (laughs) anyways to wrap it up i thought it would be nice to share a fun little story of back when i was in my last year of high school as you may or may not know for the more prestigious schools they do alumni interviews and i had only applied to like one Ivy League. I didn't really want to go, but you know, our school, everybody was applying. I don't even remember you applying or like you getting an interview for that school. (laughs) Wait, did you even tell me? I don't know. I thought I told you. Well, this was like, if not 10 years ago, (laughs) Uh, uh, many, many, many years ago. And so I showed up for this alumni interview at a library near our high school. And First off, I was very confused because they don't give you a picture. They don't tell you anything. I think I just got a text and it said, I'm going to be wearing a sweatsuit from the school. And he literally was wearing gray sweatpants, a gray sweater with the college name on it. (laughs) 
I was like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. And he said, come on over here. I reserved this conference room. And it was like dimly lit. Oh, no. And he sat in a chair. I sat in a chair across from him. And he asked whatever usual questions. I don't even remember anymore because there was one main thing that I noticed when he was talking to me. He was kind of holding his hand close to his mouth the whole time. Like, I don't know what was going on, but he seemed a little uncomfortable. And then in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> his tooth came flying out of his mouth and landed <laughs> on his lap. And never have I ever seen somebody snatch something so fast. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a front tooth? Um, it was kind of, yeah, like middle left. <laughs> Like a, like a canine? Yeah, probably a canine. <laughs> and he stuffed it in his pocket. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. I'm in between teeth replacements. And I, I tried my oh, best so to stay. Oh, that was a fake tooth. It wasn't like a real, like, I thought you, like, it just, like, fell out of his gums. I'm not even sure. It did fall out of his gums. I don't even, I, I didn't ask. I was like, are you okay? Is your tooth okay? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know how to react. I just nodded and was like, it's okay. That happens. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know what. That was the weirdest thing I had ever experienced. What was I supposed to do? I'm just very impressed with myself that I didn't laugh at all. Anyway, I didn't get into that college. I don't think that's why I didn't get in. I think it's why he's embarrassed. He's like, I can't run into that girl who saw my tooth fell out on campus. But it turned out for the best because although the journey the rest of the way was difficult I feel like that benefited me the most because I'm happy with where I am right now and that's all that matters mm -hmm. so even if things don't go the way you want to or anticipate you shouldn't stress out too much because at the end of the day you're gonna be okay yeah things happen for a reason you're meant where you're supposed to be so if you don't get that internship or that job or that school because of an interview maybe it's not you maybe you, you're just not a good fit and that's okay and maybe they're not a good fit for you well thanks for listening to this update i'm not sure when our next episode is going to be hopefully soon yeah we've, we've got plans right yeah we have like ideas turning in our minds whatever <laughs> mm -hmm. that's not the right sentence Churning. We're churning out ideas, like we've been talking about a lot of different stuff, but Rose wants to keep it lighthearted, so we have to. Well, just to start out, I can't deep dive into my trauma right now. <laughs> I know, but that makes the best content. We'll see what's next. <laughs> okay, bye! Wait, oh, sh <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, bye! <laughs>